Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 539 from October 22nd, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Charles Fleischer. Charles from Welcome Back Cotter and the voice of Roger Rabbit fame is making his only known appearance of the Adam era, possibly his only appearance on the show ever. This episode features one of the all-time most haunting and compelling Loveline calls ever done, so stay tuned for that, don't miss that one. Adam riffs about the movie Bad Ronald with Charles, who's quite familiar. For several years, we had partial copies of this show, but nothing in full. Just recently, we got a full Kevin tape copy of this, but this is the official studio tape. It sounds pretty great, and it's nice to hear the full show from top to bottom, soup to nuts. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherine on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you, you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it's true. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew as a board-certified physician, Dixon Medicine Specialist. Tonight, our guest is Charles Fleischer. Charles, you know from uh, the voice of uh, Roger Rabbit as well as, uh, well, Essentially, he's been doing uh, stand-up for quite some time. I would say at least 15 years. Am I right, Charles? I would think 20 years. 20? At least 20. Years of uh, stand-up comedy. Also, um, was in Welcome Back, Cotter. Not yeah. uh, one of the... Uh, a peripheral sweat hog. I was not actually a sweat hog. I was a rival to the sweat hogs. Right. Carbelli. I thought, like, hey, over here, Murray. And this guy, Murray, go, yeah, Carbelli, say over here. Were you in the first season? No. I became a active cast member, I believe, in the third season, and continued up until the end when Della Reese replaced Gabe. <laughs> and I told her then, you're going to get on a CBS show, your hair's going to go gray, and you're going to beg for money on TV. And she laughed in my face. Is this woman on fire now, by the way, Della Reese? I don't know, is she? True, you got to get a TV set, I'm yeah. begging you. Huh. This Touch by an Angel and the whole Della Reese thing, uh, I've, every time I turn on the TV now, she's on there, either uh, um, crying or selling a book or uh, doing a scene. All right, anyway, Charles is uh, not only an actor, not only a comedian, um, not only a writer. I'm just going on, going out, go with me on this one, Charles. But he's also a bit of a scientist. I see this. He's, um, he's come up with a, uh, what is this, a CD-ROM, Charles? That is a CD-ROM, which is the world's first macro acronym, two acronyms placed together, compact disc and read-only memory. The universe according to Virgil Reality. It is a uh, CD-ROM that has, uh, is, it, uh, is it for mathematics, Charles? It's a general overview of science, things ranging from biology to simple chemistry to basic physics, astronomy, little experiments for kids. It makes science fun and accessible for kids, which is good. And um, you said that uh, when we were talking before, uh, before off the air, you said you weren't trained as a uh, mathematician or scientist. 
No, it's just uh, something that I've always loved to do, and I've always had this feeling that it was cool to be a scientist, and I always wanted to promote that as right. a role model for kids. You know, being a rock star is cool, but being a scientist is really cool. Yeah, except for you never get laid, and you don't get paid that much. That's what I want to change. <laughs> and that can change, you know? They change the color of the lab coat. <laughs> right, yeah. They, uh... Women are attracted to, to the mind of a man, I believe. I was having a conversation with my friend about this just last night, and we discovered that women, yes, in fact, are attracted to a man's mind, but it's only after their body goes. It, it's not when they're nubile. It's not at age 17 and a half when everything is defying gravity and they're tight as a snare drum. It's later on. But it, even at 24, when they still have the dolphin-like tissue. 24 is sort of the cusp. <laughs> Women oh, after 24, uh, 24, 25 and beyond really start appreciating a man's uh, mind. And then later, after menopause, they go nuts and it's back to Chippendales again. You know, they turn, uh, you know, they're 65 and they're uh, dragging their uh, dimpled ass into the Chippendales and charging the stage. There's a lot to be said for that. Oh, yeah, I agree. Drew, you're, uh, you're not going to be a big factor in the show tonight, are you? No, I'm okay. I'm right. Are you? I, I can't tell. Drew's very punchy. Yeah. We did the uh, home team today, the Terry Bradshaw show. Oh, that'll do it to you. And uh, as a gift, no baskets. You know, <laughs> Drew and I, and, and I'm sure you've done your fair share of these shows, uh, Regis and whatnot. We don't, uh, we do, we don't do the A-list shows, but uh, you know, the Oprahs and the uh, Regis and Kathy Lees and whatnot. But we've uh, we've done the Keenans and the Vibes and the, now the home team, and they always give you a basket. And it's a little gift basket, but it's chock full of goodies. Chocolates and uh, spaghetti sauce and, um, you know, they should put cigarettes and uh, stuff in there. But anyway, never any alcohol, but just tchotchkes in the basket. And I was announcing to the guy who picked me up, the limo driver, this afternoon. I said, when I get that basket, I'm going right through it. No basket. No basket. Yeah, you know what we got? I know. We got a frame. A framed... An uh, empty frame? No, like a baseball card. A framed baseball frame card. Frame picture of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> That's really cheap. Yeah. Sometimes they give you a bathrobe. Arsenio gave bathrobes. Right. And then teddy bears. Yeah, I don't know what you do with the teddy bear, but the bathrobe is a nice touch. Uh, on our show, uh, Drew just puts his uh, index finger up you, and uh, that's about it. Hey, it's a $50 value, is it not, Drew? It's nice, as long as it's greased or, or dry. We, uh, we throw caution in the wind on, on that go. one. All right, so anyway, Charles is here. Charles is answering the call. I put out a call about two weeks ago. Was it not, or was it a week ago? Two weeks ago. The um, Adam Carolla Loveline Comedy Challenge. I, I uh, challenged any comedian within the sound of my voice to come in here and uh, take me on mano y mano on the uh, field of honor tonight. And Charles Fleischer, he heeded the call. I guess his people must have heard about it. Somebody yeah. called you. But I must say that the atmosphere is so mellow that it kind of ruins the combative mood that one would need for such a competitive comedic event. Well, I gotta tell you, Charles, I came in fired up. I said, I don't, I've seen this guy, Charles Fleischer, a couple of times. I've heard the Roger Rabbit shtick. He's no match for me. I'm gonna pummel him and take him over. He came bearing gifts. He was the friendliest uh, guest we've had in many weeks. And I've now been lulled into a false sense of complacency. I, too, have fallen into this strange place, a miasma of mispronounced words and undefined, gratuitous angles. But! That is not to say that I cannot come back and take you down, mister. Okay, see, I have an unfair advantage here because Charles has talent. 
Ah, well, and that wasn't talent. part of the it's deal. It's luck. It's just luck. You know, if you put your tongue anywhere in your mouth and no. think of something, it creates a different voice. And that's the essence of radio, because they don't know who this is. I can't do a voice to save my life. He can't even do his own voice. I did. I, I, I would he, do, he would change this if I he did, could do that. Thank you, Drew. Shut his mic off, please. Thank you, Mike. I would do, I've done sketch comedy before this for like eight years, and I'd be up there on stage, and they'd say, uh, pick a location. Uh, France. Okay, you guys are doing a scene and i would be up there going oh we oh, 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 yeah. and just stinking up the place a uh, night after night because i never could do a voice i can't i can barely do a dialect but i certainly can't do a uh, accent i used to, to do my piccolo life. vocation where i had piccolo players come up and try and do other occupations so piccolocation and piccolo vocation could be melded for some new kind of multimedia experience. All right, he just lost the comedy point there for being nonsensical. Oh, no, no. All right, leave his, leave his mic off. It's a punning thing, and I think I, that if I he's I heard the, the piccolo. I got the piccolo and piccolo. Or uh, pick a location. All right, give us a give us a, give us a little Roger Rabbit though. Give us a shot of Roger Rabbit. See, but I don't know what to say. Let's talk about my website, monkeydog.com. Please, I came in to plug it. I'm a helpless cheap person. Oh, and Roger Rabbit too is uh, just been okayed, so I hear. So, uh, have the kids seen Roger Rabbit yet? By the I've way, or is it. that we a little? We have it. We have it. The video. Yeah. All right. They've seen it. It's a, it's a little bit adult. Uh, it's animated series, but go. it's just the way Warner Brother cartoons are a little bit adult. You know, there's enough kid element to it. It works both sides yeah. of the coin. Yeah, I got really horny when I saw that. I get horny almost in any any activity. Yeah, driving, but... walking. <laughs> Only this forensic like, exam. I have a rest period right after I'm fulfilled, where I have like a two minute rest period. Right, and then boom. then it's right back up. Well, that, I wouldn't say right back up, but right. depending, of course, on the propensity for the tumescence. So you have you have a uh, two-minute refractory period each each uh, time of the day, and that's about it for you before, before it's right the back thoughts. Up. I'm not saying it's it's a direct intervention into the vein apprehension. Merely uh, the thoughts begin again. Okay. I think that's fairly average. Yeah, I agree. Uh, monkey How old dog. Are you? Pardon? How old are you? I'm. Uh, <laughs> I know it's average for. He's one, these, young as you. he's one of these guys who's he's, been he's around for a while, so he's got to be old, but you can't really tell how yes, old he is by right. looking at him. 542. I think doing bizarre voices keeps you young. All right, who is, who's your best? You, you do impersonations as well, though, don't you, Charles? Oh, I don't really do impersonations, just characters, really. I suppose I've done a few. Oh. I've done a few here and there. You do a person, you do this, you do that. Bah, 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 bah. Burgess Meredith? <laughs> exactly. As the penguin underwater. <laughs> Filleting a steak with Nehru's daughter. Tracy. This yeah. is what real comedic talent's about, huh? Yeah, see what happens? Yeah. Well, listen, true, it's a catch-22. If I had any real comedic talent, would I be on this show? Yeah. Would I be doing radio? Let me just say something. You have comedic talent, because I've listened to the show, and i watched the show on the TV of the M. And you take segues, you twist them. The comedic mind is flip-flopping, you know, taking the object and the subject, and you do that. Well, and you. And you bring it to the real meaning. I come here to compete you, and now I'm inflating you. What's this about? It's, Something's uh, wrong with this picture, ladies and flower pops. Tracy. Yeah? You're 17. Mm-hmm. You're on with uh, Adam Kroll, Dr. Drew, and Charles Fleischer. Okay. Okay. I'm 17, and uh, I've been having sex with my stepbrother, and just about a week or two ago, my mom, she caught us having sex, and he's 18, and now she's threatening to press charges against him, and I want to 
know, like, how can I get her not to do that? How long has this been going on? Uh, about a month. Do you see anything wrong with this? Hmm? Do you see anything wrong with this? No. How is, long? Is it a blood relationship? Stepbrother. So what does that exactly mean? Uh, Through a marriage, I'm yeah, guessing, is it, right? Is it her mom and her new husband brought a, brought a son with him. Is that right, young lady? Yeah. How long have you, has, have you guys been living in the same house? Um, about four months. So this is, this is the, this is that thing. This again. is my theory. Yeah. Of course. Hey, you can't take a 17-year-old and especially an 18-year-old guy and thrust them together and tell them, uh, you know, you have no blood, you have no history, mm. but um, just take our word for it. Don't get it on. Your brother and sister now. Is he Vietnamese yeah. by any chance? Hmm? He's not Vietnamese, is he? No. Just checking. It's kind of a but, Woody Allen thing. But... <laughs> But uh, it's right. I mean, people need to have real clear boundaries in the family. And it's very hard to bring two adolescents together in the same house. And before, you know, they could have been going to the same school. And before they started living in the same household together, it was just, uh, that was that cute guy across the hall. Right. And now he's suddenly he's uh, got a room next to yours. All right. So, Tracy. Yeah. You probably can't. Are you in love with him? Uh, no. Think, think about the impact this is having. You're on. not. No. Why not? I'm just not. You're just having sex with him? Yeah. You don't have any real feelings for him? Well, kind of. How old were you when you first started having sex? 17. How, anything before that? No. Was this your first experience with this guy? Yes. Oh. Really? So he, he took your virginity? Yeah. Are you having relationships with anyone else at this time? No. Look, think of the impact this is going to have on your family. I mean, theoretically, you hope your mom stays married to your stepdad for a long time. I mean, you're going to be coming back to Thanksgiving and Christmas to your stepbrother for a long time to come. I mean, how? No, it's always going to be a little weird. And I'll tell you where it's going to get extra weird. Mm, about four years from now, he goes off to college. He meets the love of his life. You're in a relationship. He gets drunk and tells uh, his girlfriend that, yeah, he did sleep with his stepsister once. Uh, then they come back in town for a little uh, family Thanksgiving, and she's shooting you the stink eye the entire evening. I may stand up at dinner and say something. Uh, after after a few glasses of wine, uh, I'm guessing why it would. boundaries shouldn't be violated. They really All should right, but you. you can't blame him. She's 17, he's 18. They're living under the same roof together. The hormones are going insane. Uh, Were you guys, uh, did you ever get caught? Yes, that's the point. They got, and the mother wants to. Well, I didn't know if they got caught or she told them or what went on. Caught. Caught. Yeah. She walked in on you guys. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna take that to her grave. And you're using protection. Yes. But she's gonna. She wants to have the boy arrested. No, she's just threatening you. Mm. Um, she's not gonna have the boy arrested because the boy's father lives. <laughs> is gonna kick her ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's married to the boy's father. Right, the she's not going to have him arrested. Tracy, st social services needs to, like, uh, run over to this. Either that or your airstrike team. Uh, no, I'm not going to call in a strike on this house. Uh, this is something that's uh, natural. They just slipped up. I'll give him well, another mistake before right, I call stop a strike. Stop Tracy. Look, you're going to develop very strong feelings for this guy, and this is somebody that you need to begin relating to as your brother. Right. That's it. I, I tell you, if I um, ever get into this situation... One of them's having a sex change operation. You mean if you have a stepchild? Yes. I am not uh, moving uh, a 17-year-old woman and a 18-year-old male in together under the same roof. Yeah. Uh, I'll not yeah. do it. It has you, to end. You must tell them that you have both tasted the forbidden fruit, but it must never you'd continue. You'd have to manage it like a zoo. 
You know, that'd be like parallel running tracks and things, places to keep the male and female apart. But yeah. you should write it this down, and you can probably sell it to someone in Hollywood, at least for a party of five or one of those little uh, TV shows. Oh, you could certainly get on. Uh, Please. Certainly get on Please. Richard Bay. Please. That's not so bad, taking a oh, real situation and uh, just change the names a little. Yeah. All right, we're going to deduct the comedy point for yes, bad taste yes, there. Yes, even on my rule Okay, it's a hard uh, thing foul. to do. You figure, boy, this is a serious situation. How can you bring a little levity into Well, you see. You gotta you, you, the 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 key to the show, Charles, is is you have to know when just to sit on your tongue or uh, put I'm your learning. serious face a, on. I'm learning the drive as we feeling go. it out. That's fine. Lucky. I'll pull back on the levity when it when it hits my. It did hit my heart deeply when she said that song. Lucky. Hello. You're 19. Yeah. What's going on? I want to know. Stop! If stop! They're... Lucky! Stop! What? The girl voice? Yep. Oh boy, we're gambling already. Charles, you got a dollar? A dollar, sure. Oh Christ! Oh, this there's my right. wallet. Good. We're gambling. Oh, really? Is that allowed? Yeah. Uh, no, oh, but no. yeah, we're gambling. What, what is this going to be? It's well, exciting. Here's Let's raise the, the sticks. Let's make it a fiver. Here's how the uh, here's how the show works here, Charles. Okay. Sometimes we gamble on callers. Now, mm -hmm. uh, we do this because it's uh, entertaining radio, but uh, Drew says we do it because it helps uh, explain how people's paths um, create their or determine their future. Now, the way it normally works is somebody calls up, some girl, she's 17 years old, she says, my boyfriend's beating me, uh, he's beat me on many occasions, and I can't stop going back to him. Then we stop and gamble. What kind of environment did she come from? You know, oh. chances are oh, there was some physical abuse there. But once in a while we get a call that's just, we can just hear the voice. It's usually uh, someone over 17, 18 who has the little girl voice. The real little girl voice. And we always start the gambling on that, yes. Now, we'll even, we'll even read what's on the board here for about her. Uh, Lucky has had a lot of partners, obsessed with sex. Is this normal for a girl? Oh, you must have read that. See, I don't read them before I punch them in. Well, and I, I really wasn't thinking. I just heard the voice, and I had to stop. Okay. All right. So Let's See if we can do it with just the voice. All right. Uh, Charles, would you like to go first, or, or shall I go first? I think the name says it all. Lucky. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's All right. Obvious. He's got a point back. Lucky. It's not the food market either. Uh, no, but uh, there is a, a cleanup on aisle 15. Oh, <laughs> boy. Now Corolla comes back. Thank you. Uh-oh. I give him half point for the title. <laughs> all right. So what went on in Lucky's childhood that she has the little girl voice and that she's had numerous sexual partners at a, at a fairly young age? Alcoholic father. Uh, mother left, perhaps divorce. All right, Al alcoholic father will work, uh, but well, yeah, a little mom. more. Absent mom. Good. Absent mom, absent alcoholic. Mom, alcoholic father. That's a very reasonable. And uh, and a teacher, an abusive teacher. In what Ooh. way abusive? In what way? Um, verbally and okay. with sexual innuendos okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, she's attractive and. Or perhaps it's the other. She's not that attractive, and she uses her sexuality mm -hmm. to manifest for that okay. lack of physical attraction to make people like her. Yep. Mm -hmm. Therefore, she says, oh, you know, get in line. Okay. And then she feels love, therefore, but, but it's not really This is really the yeah. antithesis of the problem we have with most guests, <laughs> which are, uh, so uh, what do you think? Huh? I think she had a bad day. Bad uh, day? Well, I don't know. Maybe she don't like anything to eat. <laughs> she needs some more potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she's been asleep too long. What kind of potatoes? French fried potatoes. <laughs> I love them potatoes. Mm -hmm. They're real good. <laughs> I think that girl needs to. I'll carry her wash back for her. <laughs> mm. 
All right, that's a two-pointer. Ten-pointer. Oh, come on, Drew. Please, whose side are you on? His. Oh, yeah. point. All right, so Charles uh, goes, uh, the Billy Bob goes with um, uh, alcoholic, alcoholic father, father absent. absent dad, and uh, perhaps a, a school teacher coming on. I will go with um, absent dad. Uh, you go, Drew. I'm thinking of this. Uh, overt sexual abuse, 5 to 10, 12. Oh, overt sexual dad, abuse. Dad, brother, something like that. All right, I'll go with physical abuse by dad. Okay. That's that. Lucky? Uh-huh. All right, who's right here? Um... All of you, actually. Really? Yeah. What What's going on? I had um, a lot of, not a lot of physical abuse by my dad, but some. Mm-hmm. Every, when, when I tried to step in between my mom or my stepmom and, mom and him, I would have some physical abuse because I would have to deal with the brunt of everything. Was um, your dad an alcoholic? Yeah. And, and, he, and he sexually abused you? No, he didn't. Somebody not did. At all. Somebody no did. Way. Anybody? And when I was younger, I would have, you know, the male babysitters. And mm, that that was. Yeah, it's uh, I, there's this thing, Charles. We run into it uh, time and time again, which is predators know when they have a victim in the room, meaning. She could have just gotten some physical abuse uh, by dad, um, you know, a year earlier, but that makes her a great candidate for whatever form of uh, abuse you want to dispatch upon her uh, as the babysitter or the neighbor or whoever. But? But I've learned a lot from them. I'm a very well-spoken female. I go to college. Yeah, but Lucky, look at your behaviors. Learning a lot and changing your emotional world are two entirely different things. Well, I was a dancer for a long time. Okay. And I'm what a dancer, of, meaning a strip naked dancer, table dancer. Tap, modern, yeah. jazz. Which one? <laughs> no. Martha Graham crack. So you've gotten yourself together a little bit since then, but the point is, you need a lot of work. Having lived through that kind of abuse, it takes a lot well, of work. How to am the, I supposed to deal with that? I mean, I have no clue. Deal with From what? Then I went. I mean, I've danced in a lot, like. Yeah, but you, you basically, you hate men. No. Yeah. Why shouldn't you? You should hate men. I hate men. For what they've done to you. I don't, though. Yeah, but why don't you? don't. Why should I? Well, because one of them beat you and the other molested you. The reason I said that is that most people with that history then go into strip joints and are further angered and disgusted by men and how they, you know, objectify you. Well, but I've gone to strip joints and then gone to college, and now I'm going for pre-law. Are you in a relationship now, Lucky? No, not at all. Look, you got to get some help, I'm telling you. Get help. Get therapy. Well, Lucky, here's what get you can... for what? For what? I don't what? understand what I'm... Well, well Lucky, why are you calling with, the show? With, with the, your denial problem. Yeah, why are you calling here? Because I want to know if there's such a thing as a nymphomaniac. Uh, no, there's not such a thing, but people who have been abused, who have severe emotional disturbances, act out compulsively sexually, and are consistently ungratified, and never actually develop stable, fulfilling relationships, and they need long-term. That's what I can't do. And they I need and they need long-term therapy if there's going to be a probability of satisfaction in their life. So I'm basically screwed up for the rest of my life. Mm, no, but you yes if yes you, if you maintain if you avoid that therapy yes. yes if you maintain that attitude yes it's not going to change. All right, lucky. But you can change, lucky. Well, I want to. All right, well you do, but you don't. Because you say you want to change, but you're 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 fighting tooth and nail at every syllable that comes out of Drew's mouth. You understand that? Yeah. You got to let your guard down a little bit. You had some horrible things happen to you. 
That's all right. It's happened to a lot of uh, callers we've had and a lot of people in this country. But you're smart and you've uh, managed to survive. Now you're acting out and you're unfulfilled. So what you should do first is stop acting out because you know why you're acting out now, right? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And then you just work away at it. Just uh, just uh, whittle away at uh, at the problems that you've had in the past. And you got you got to do it through therapy. But the first thing you got to do is stop stop acting out. So just take some time. Be alone a little Don't bit. be in a relationship yeah. for a little while. Well, it's right? been like a year. When's the last time you had sex? Probably a month ago. Really? How, how about how many guys you slept with this year? This year? Yeah. Mm, probably about fifteen. All right. That's uh, that's acting out. Jeez, I wish I could do that kind of acting out. Just once. Just one year. Yeah. All right, that's that's a decent amount of guys, Lucky, for a year. That's nothing for producer Ann, but for for most mortal women, that's it's a, a dangerous the, amount. Of guys. Yeah, it's a dangerous amount of guys. So How is it dangerous? Lucky, listen, stop arguing with us and just relax. No more sleeping with any guys for six months. Um, excuse okay? me. Why Anne? involve me? Oh, I'm sorry, Ann. I just want to see if you're paying attention. That's all. I shouldn't be. <clears throat> Ann hasn't slept with 15 guys out. in a year and a half. I'm sorry. Anne. No, she's very happily married. She's marginally happily married. Lucky? Yeah. Just don't act out for six months. Spend the next six months... What is act out? ...having sex. No more having sex for six months. Okay? (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, remember this conversation when you're ready to change. Yeah. Right. Okay? Good luck. Until then, wear a condom. Okay? Or your partners wear a condom. You know, it, it's it's tough because you get frustrated and you get angry at these people, but you realize you're you're angry at a person who is the subject of abuse right, I mean, many why, years why ago. Why shouldn't she be defensive and angry? And, uh, and, and well, I think the name Lucky and Lucky, you know, we go out to get lucky, and boom, there she is. Uh, all right, now you've tried to milk the same joke twice, and we're deducting a I point. I wanted to bring levity back. It was it was so <laughs> no. somber and morose. See, there's there's been abuse here. This is a rough there's show. been incest. It's, it's that you really goodness. you can't pull levity back into this one. You have to. Because it's too levity that we can, you know, reach the new frontier. My <laughs> no, we're not going to reach it tonight. All right, <laughs> I got news for everybody. We need to reach anyone, it, we can reach for it. Anyone who's tuned in to uh, listen to us find the new frontier tonight can just turn off the damn radio. It ain't going to happen. All right, Charles Fleischer is here. Voice of Roger Rabbit has himself a uh, CD-ROM out and a uh, worldwide web uh, thing that we'll get into and uh, all sorts of other stuff, including the uh, rejuvenated and almost punchy Dr. Drew. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Game of War Fire Age is the first truly global online game. You can befriend, chat, help, and destroy people from all over the world in this real-time game of global conquest. And Game of War has built a sophisticated in-game chat translation feature, which has never been utilized in any other game. The chat feature can even translate another language's internet slang. Game of War, it's a war strategy game, and the chat allows you to build, well, love and hate relationships with other online players. Download the Game of War app now. You know you want to. So just go to DownloadGameOfWar.com and join the battle today.
darling, this is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to Love Line. Oh, yeah. All right. El, uh, oh, my God. All right. Dr. Drew, so many years in radio, he forgot he was doing a show. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. She's got about three Halloweens left in her before everything just, uh, uh, before the uh, uterus falls out. And oh, that's about it. Nice. Cassandra, she's a nice lady. Very nice. She is very nice. We've had her in here before. Phone number 1 800 LFVE 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. Charles Fleischer is here tonight. Charles is a guy, maybe not a household name in the world of comedy, but. You, I guarantee you've seen uh, either something he's been in on or rubbed his stink upon in, in the last uh, stink upon 10 or 15 years. of. Uh, that was actually my first stage name, Rudy Stinkapon. <laughs> you know what? I think I can do an uh, Eastern, uh, I mean an Indian accent. Do it oh. then. Come on. You know, darling, there are too many corrid borders in the brothel. Uh, I'm no. not wearing short pants to a wedding. No, I can't do it now. No, no, that's that's. What it. about the other Indian? Hmm, Kimosabi. Ah, I can, I can, I can uh, speak in American Indian gibberish. Go ahead. Naheche, yahama, yehe, tenekeche kawama ya. Mudhai nitya to rukta. Nana de kakaya na bakakeche. That, that was Hebrew. Oh, it was. Yeah, you just said, said you just did a blessing. I said uh, for an interuterine device, <laughs> which is kind of appropriate for this show. All right, Charles Fleischer is here. Charles, uh, the man of uh, many voices. Uh, Adam, the man of one, and it's annoying. Drew, the man of uh, he's got like half a voice. He uh, technically has a voice, but he's usually so disinterested in whatever's going on in here, he doesn't choose to use it. Roger Rabbit was, uh, what was that, like, has it been 10 years now, 89, 88? Uh, yeah, something like that, 87, 88. I'm not good with years. It, uh, there's only now for me. That's really the way it works. <laughs> and uh, the uh, National uh, Organization of Women? Uh, Nepal Omnipotent Worm. Mm. All right, that's a push. It was a push, but it was a real-time push. Uh, and uh, the return of Roger Rabbit is uh, coming back, too. Are they going to get, um, what's his name for that again? I can't think Bob of Bob Hoskins. Yes. I don't think so. He was great. What are we doing? Are we filming or messing about? Um, I think it will be a prequel, actually. So he will not be in the picture. I see. This has uh, become very popular. I think they're doing this with Star Wars now, where they make the movie that they should have made in the first place. I think the reason they're making prequels now as opposed to sequels is, at first, the notion of a sequel is very exciting. Uh, we love this movie. We're going to see the second one. But um, after enough sequels sucked, Hollywood got smart and said, Aha, if they love the first one and they're going to hate the sequel, we'll do the prequel. That's the one that would have come before it, therefore it's going to even be, be even think, better. I think it's the, the Star Wars thing where the, where the Star Wars came out and the people thought, Heard that there's there's two more. There's or there's one that came before and one after, and we were just hiding them from you. It, yeah, it's, it's, the intrigue is up. Oh yeah, there's a great a bigger film. Yeah. We just didn't want to deliver the priest. chicken and chicken salad. Chicken <clears throat> being the one, and then chicken salad the sequel. Not that different. But prequel, you have the egg, and it's a whole different organism. Right. So you saying with the egg salad? Egg salad. Egg salad with Both of you salad. lose a point. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. I dragged him into that. That was a sucker setup. Monkeydog.com is Charles's. Web page, and this has what on it, Charles? What can we find on this web page? This has my artwork, it has poetry, it has moles, which is my mathematical formula. Right, he came up with a math formula for what? It uh, describes the blueprint of infinity, 
the macro micro structure of the universe. Oh, something simple like that. It's simple. Pretty it's rudimentary actually stuff. relates to something called group theory, which I found out later from a mathematician that I showed it to. And it's based on the relationship between the numbers 27 and 37. And it, it, could one, could what, a layman, wait, 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 hold what, on a second, quiet for a second, Drew. Could a layman punch this up and understand it? Could they decipher it? Yes, the way it is presented, it is presented in a comedic form in the bit called Molids that I used to do in clubs and on The Tonight Show back in the old days. Can you, how many times have you been on The Tonight Show, by the way? Three times. What is the relationship That's between 27 many. and 37? I thought I was going to say more. One divided by 27 is 0.037 repeating infinitely, and one divided by 37 is 0.027 repeating infinitely. So there's a reciprocal relationship between these two numbers that sets up a series of patterns and relationships that you can then study to tune yourself to the natural frequencies that we are immersed in. It's a mental and spiritual discipline. All right, but Charles... Not based on any previous teacher's ego. As most of them are. Let me uh, let me jump in for a second here. Please jump because jump. Have cool. you uh, has the has the mathematic or scientific community recognized this achievement? Are you going to be in any textbooks or anything like that? Eventually, but most scientific theories that are really worth something, it takes society about 50 years to catch up to it or to accept it. That's true. I'm hoping that by being on this show, I can push that by maybe 20 years. Well, I think you're going to add about six months. To it <laughs> what, is, what, is group, what is group theory? Group theory is a study of mathematics that deals with relationships of numbers. I don't even know the depths of it. It's, it's a, an involved study. They just told me it was group theory. I said, oh, that's news to me. To me, it's Molides. And when they hate their parents, it's called group therapy. Group therapy. Okay. That's a I point. Think, Come on. That's, I think you lost a decimal on that. All right. I'll tell you my greatest scientific achievement thus yes, far, sir. Charles. I discovered that if you're driving to uh, Las Vegas about 70 miles an hour, mm -hmm. and uh, you've uh, been lighting your um, gas in the backseat of the car for about 70 miles, and then some broad... you mean? By yeah. Gas? Uh, cracks the window and blows the uh, Bic lighter out, mm -hmm. it stinks out the car. This really? is, uh, so far, to date, my greatest scientific achievement. You can really hurt yourself, though. I thought it was between you and a toothbrush. Okay, Drew. Settle down now. Uh, could be a jacuzzi. Chris... Yeah. You're 16. Yes, I am. You're on with uh, Charles Fleischer. Right on. Hey, Chris. Right. First, I want to say that you guys just kicked ass. Thank you. I can say that. That's a good thing, right? And second of all, I was wondering, does marijuana in any way like lower your sex drive? Sure. If you use it chronically. Well, like how often would that be? Like once every weekend or twice no. a weekend? No, not typically. I think that's maybe not true. I think it depends on the woman you're with and if you're really in love. How about like well, well, wait a minute. Here's the deal. When you're 16, nothing should really lower your sex drive. Well, I mean like in the future and stuff. Well, here's the thing about pot. It's sort of, um, it takes a little bit of the wind out of your sail. But so da daily pot will have an effect, but it will take years. Right. So you got about 10 years of token. Is that Chris. is that a medical fact or is that That's a fact. Yeah? Jeez. Do you think that affects everybody? Well, it depends. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I mean... If you're in true marijuana addiction... Uh, I'd like to get high with Charles, by the way. Yeah, it will just eventually just... cause depression and memory disturbances and loss of libido <clears throat> associated with the depression, maybe more than, than the direct effect of the drug. I think it depends on the pot and the people you're with. Uh, it depends. Again, occasional marijuana, weekends, that kind of stuff, as far as we can tell, doesn't seem to hurt anybody, but daily marijuana use is associated with lots of medical problems. Okay. All right, Chris? But 
what about like um like acid and shrooms and stuff? Does that do anything to that? Y yeah, it could, but again, not typically. The, the the most typical thing that comes out of heavy hallucinogen exposure is chronic mood disturbances, and to the extent that you develop a depression, that can suppress your sexual function. I think you need to worry more about riding bicycles. Emma, in terms of uh, sexual function. Yes. Emma, you're 23. Hi. Hey. Um, my boyfriend has like recently become kind of obsessed with like wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to get through to him. I don't like it because he doesn't understand. Have you know. told him? Yeah. Leave him. How old is he? 27. Is he obsessed with wrestling in general or just wrestling you? Just me, and, and like it's the worst possible time. Like, like when you're on the toilet. No. <laughs> Because like, that's rough when someone like, does like the pile driver to you when you're really trying to concentrate. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> does, uh, hey, now what's he do? Give us an example. It's usually like if like we're kind of becoming intimate, you know, like mm -hmm. kissing. Right. And then all of a sudden he just like pins me to the ground and he thinks it's really funny. And uh, is it in a sexual way? Kind of, but I don't like it. I'm like, get off. And then he's furious because I'm mad. Well, do you think he's sort of um, having difficulty with the intimacy and has to sort of uh, screw around? You know what I'm saying? No, because that's what he wants to do, and H I don't. Have you been overpowered by mail before? In, no. In a more overt way that was disturbing to you? No? No. Are you mentally superior to this man? Not really. If you were to take a wrestling name, what would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I was just checking. Haystacks? <laughs> hey, uh, Emma. Yeah? Listen, and this goes out to all relationships, uh, male or, or female, and uh, all partners. If your partner's doing something that uh, pisses you off, you, you tell them. And if they do it again, you tell them again a little louder. And if they do it a third time, you threaten to leave them. And if they do it a fourth time, you leave. That's it. Well, tell them in no uncertain terms. Huh? We've been friends for years. It's not something that I just want to, like, give up on. Well, I just don't understand, like... Well, then lighten up and let him uh, wrestle you once in a while. Perhaps you su suggest maybe archery or something. And <laughs> let him hold the apple on his Have head. Have you been sexually active with him? No. Is that what he's trying to do with you when he does this stuff? Yeah. Oh, this is your boyfriend, you said. Yeah. But you haven't had sex with him? No. Okay. But, but he's, trying, oh, he's trying to get it to that we got to go to break. Emma? Yeah? I want you to hang out. Okay. Okay, because there's a little something going on with Emma. Mm -hmm. I'm getting something out of your voice, Emma. I'll give you a headlock. All right, so stay there. Okay. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, take a break. You guys getting a vibe off Emma? That's like a little bit, a little angry, a little creepy, a little weird. Mm. And she's 23 and hasn't had sex with her boyfriend. And uh, okay, all things we will uh, delve to the, uh, the the depths of when we return. All right, you can count on one thing this summer. Itchy skin from bug bites, poison ivy, just the heat and the dryness. Be prepared for your family's itchy skin. Get safe, effective, steroid-free, underlying steroid-free Tricalm today. Soothing hydrogel that relieves itch for common irritations. Of course, be sure to check with a dermatologist. If these things don't go away immediately, there can be serious skin problems. And also skin can be 
a region of the body that manifests internal or medical problems. So do get it checked out if it doesn't seem to calm down. But Tricom does it better than some of the most common itch relievers, including hydrocortisone 1%, which is a topical corticosteroid. That means it has side effects that you don't want. Tricom Hydrogel, clinically proven, five times more effective at reducing itch than hydrocortisone. And only Tricom has itch-free guarantee. It will relieve your family's itchy skin, or you can send back the empty tube for a full refund. You don't get that with some of these other products. You can expect the itchy skin from poison oak, poison ivy, bug bites. It will happen this summer. You can also be prepared. Hi, this is Psychic Kenny Kingston, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Drew, I can't hear my... Oh, God damn it. Damn headphones. Oh, Christ. Drew plops down in his chair. He lifts the console up with the arm, and now I only got half a headphone. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LFVE-191. Fax number 310-854. Oh, sorry, Charles, for using the uh, CD-ROM to try to fix that console. It's meant for multipurpose function. <laughs> Those are brand new headphones. I know. Oh, they I shouldn't not work. No, console. no. It, Drew, Drew whacked the console. Uh, Drew, uh, why don't you sit down again and see if you can whack the console again. All right. I gave the phone number. Uh, the name of the show is Loveline. I'm ter- terribly distracted now. Charles Fleischer is our guest. Uh, you know him from his uh, work, uh, oh, way back on Welcome Back, Connor, but uh, Roger Rabbit and um, uh, stand-up gigs. Uh, all. Uh, do you still do a lot of stand-up? Every weekend, just about, if I'm in town. Oh, really? Yeah, this weekend I'll be at uh, Laugh Factory Friday and Saturday and Improv Friday. Do you, uh, which, Im- uh, wait a minute. There's only one. No, There's not one in Irvine any, anymore? Was there an Improv there in Irvine? There may be one yep. somewhere out in the hinterlands, but I just worked the one on Melrose oh, and the Laugh Factory up on Sunset. Old school guy. And, and Charles, you've been around a long time. Uh, you could probably just go walk up on stage at just about any uh, comedy club here in town on any night of the week and uh, work out 15 minutes of new material. Could you not? I believe most of them have a pretty set schedule that everyone seems to adhere to. Oh, really? I, I think so. Well, yeah. it, it seemed to me that uh, back in the day, guys used to drop in a lot and uh, uh, step up uh, there. I think a Seinfeld would be uh, more suited for that kind of drop-in situation, or a really a mega-talent science fiction individual. Right. Well, uh, in, in, my, in the Loveline book, you, you're going down as a mega-talent. I'm going insane with my uh, headphones now. Engineer Mike, you don't think it's the headphones, do you? All right. Well, chalk another one up to Drew and his uh, white ass. Um, we're going back to the phones. Emma? Yeah? You're 23. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, this mono is driving me nuts. And uh, let's see. Uh, how do you get through a boyfriend's head? Okay. You're a virgin. Yes. Yeah. And your boyfriend wrestles with you uh, during intimate moments. Yeah. And yet you sound kind of angry. Are you angry? Yeah, it makes me mad. It's, I, I don't like it. It's good. Yeah, but were you angry before the wrestling? No. You don't, you don't, uh, how do you like your dad? He's great. Yeah? Yeah. Get along fine? Uh-huh. And why are you a virgin at 23? I don't know. I've just never been involved with someone. Mm, do you love this guy that you're with? Yeah. That's interesting. Why do you think you've never been involved with anybody? I don't know. They always end up to be someone that I kind of like as a friend. Mm-hmm. So there's isn't intimacy that, issues here. But isn't that the best person to be involved with is a person that is your friend? That's the best place to start a relationship is through friendship, and then lovers are the best friends. That's what we've done. I was friends with him for three years. 
but the other guys you described you were talking about. Well, right. Mm. I didn't like them like that. I don't know. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My headphones are now sort of working. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. All right. So you've been with this guy for three years? Yeah. But you haven't had sex? No. Are, are, is this a religious thing? No. We were, like, best friends. And this is, like, the whole dating thing is relatively new. Mm. So when did you start dating? Over a month ago. This is a this is a personality style you're not used to dealing with. We don't have a lot out here on this coast. Oh, really? It's the East Coast thing. Yeah, mid mid. This person is afraid of intimacy. This is this is a certain personality style. Uh, combative, defensive, detached, detached. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, Emma, do you have a cat? No. No. You do don't you remember like your there. dreams, Emma? Sometimes. Do you have a, a recurring dream? A theme that often comes to you at night? Yeah, but I mean, I know why. What, what is what the is dream? It? Uh, when I was little, um, I used to, like, there was, like, two weeks when I was, like, nine years old where I had a dream that there was a guy in my room. And he would, like, pull the covers off me and everything. And, you know, I'd, like, cry and my parents would come in. And, um, like, two weeks after that happened... I, like, went down our basement, and a guy jumped out of her crawl space, and my dog attacked him, and he had been, like, in our house for, like, two weeks. Is this the, the guy dream, was actually... Real? Yeah. Oh. I mean, the guy was actually coming up, and it's spooky, isn't it? Well, I'm, giving, I'm giving Charles the pot on that one. <laughs> the three bucks was out yeah. from the last gambling fest. Wait a minute. You mean he would actually stand over your bed and pull your covers off, and, and then... Are you sure this actually happened? Do you I watch a lot of Wes Craven movies? My parents would come in, and I would be, like, really upset, and I'd say there was someone in my room, and they thought I was just having a dream. And they're like, no, just turn on the light. If it happens again, you'll see that it isn't there. And so I heard something in the basement, and I went down there and opened up. We had, like, a small door, and this man jumped out, and luckily, like, my dog attacked him. And my dad ran downstairs, and the guy had a knife and stabbed him. Oh, my God. The, hold on. I'm yeah. giving, let me give Charles a $3. The guy, I think this the, is, the this guy is the stabbed beginning. your father? Yeah, in the arm. Did, uh, hold on a second, did everyone just get a, like a, like a chill yes, up their me. spine? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sure, you better hurry home tonight. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm going to freak out. That's it. I'm masturbating with one eye open tonight. Really? Yeah. Don't you always do that? No, I usually keep them both shut for, you know, protection. All right, so some pretty pretty heavy, spooky trauma at, at a delicate age, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, wait, I, I, I want to get just a little bit deeper into this. So you're about nine, you're nine years old? Yeah. And... Uh, you don't have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. And did they speak of this? My brother was, like, six or seven months old, so... Okay. Now, I, I didn't even... The only reason that they figured out that he was in there is because my parents had told him, the police, when they showed up, that I had been... That I told them this is the same guy that was in my dream, and he had, like, um... He had, like, my, my underwear and everything, like, in this crawl space. Ugh. And that they found, like, cigarettes... And uh, condoms and everything, like in my bedroom, like in the closet and everything. Do you, now, do you live? Was this a huge house? Yeah, they don't know how you got past our security system. Oh, your security system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you, so your folks uh, are well off. Yeah. What kind of dog was this? <laughs> a Rottweiler. Wow. You yeah. see why people in big houses always have dogs? My God, so the dog saved your life, right? 
yeah, I love that dog. Is, is it possible this guy was abusing you sexually and you weren't uh, really waking up or responding to it until later? You know, until you know, what I mean that he got something, he did something to you, and you then you shriek and then he run out. I don't think so. All right. So, uh, by the way, this is the plan I'm going to use to keep my daughter a virgin until she's well into her twenties. And, and let me let me go back to a question I asked you very recently. Wait a minute. I don't want to get off but, the but past wait a minute. here. But I asked her, had a male ever overpowered you physically? Oh, you did. Uh, give me one of those dollars Dr. back. Drew's right. Give me, give me a dollar and back. So I Drew. wonder if you know that this is sort of re, in some at least symbolic sense, it's recreating that whole violation. I mean, of course, she'd be very sensitive. Does this guy know about this history? Your your boyfriend? Yeah. I mean. It's not that, like, when he pins me, it's a problem. I mean, I do have problems if I hear things at night, because I do go and check it out. All of us. <laughs> All right, this is officially the spookiest call we've ever gotten on Loveline. Wow. Okay, but listen, Emma. This is being overpowered. Uh, having a, you know, crazed um, smoker, a pervert, living in your basement and, and attacking you. At age nine, when you went down there, is uh, I, I'll I'll just go ahead and toss that into the overpowered by male category. And so the dog started barking, and you started screaming. You no, know, my dog attacked him. Yeah, okay. The dog attacked. Very difficult to talk to. You know. Okay, okay, the dog attacked him. You started screaming, and, and your dad ran down. Well, this guy jumps out. I didn't even know he had a knife at the time, and I, my dog just attacked him, and so I ran upstairs. And my dad can, like, knew something was seriously wrong, so he ran down there, and there's this man with a knife, and he tackled him down with the help of the dog. And he stabbed your dad? Yeah, in the arm. And then what happened? Well, my mom ran downstairs, and we had people that worked at the house, so they all ran downstairs. And so they called the police, and they showed up. And what happened to the guy? Apparently, he had been in a mental institution for a really long time, and then he'd been out for a while. This is, this is all I really know. And at one point in time, he had, they think that he had killed someone in his family when he was, like, really young. And so now he's, like, in a mental institution. He hasn't been released yet. Do the sling bite voice again. Mm hmm Did this person ever come back to you? Do you love this man? I think this fella loved you. Mm hmm What I want you to do is to recreate this with your boyfriend. And only this time, you be the fella in the basement. And you jump out and hit him on the head with a waffle bat. And do it a couple times, and you'll feel better. Mm. Oh, Emma. All right, Emma. So you, you've been through uh, a... Oh, I, listen, I need uh, more therapy now. I was going to say therapy. Just hearing the story. Oh, listen, Emma, uh, obviously you don't want any guy uh, tackling you and overpowering you. attacking you in any way. Right? Have you ever told your boyfriend this? Yeah, he knows. Okay. The boyfriend. We're, we're switching around our whole emphasis to blaming the boyfriend again. The boyfriend is suspect, and you, and you may be prone. to... I don't know. I blame. Well, Emma's no no prize either. Yeah, but he may, she makes kind of seek out victimizers a little bit. And this guy can't. I can't be sensitive to how how difficult this must be for her. He goes on attacking her. Ugh. The creepy ending to this: the boyfriend's father was the guy in the basement. <laughs> Emma, hang on the line, okay? Okay. All right. All right. We've got to bring her back on Halloween. Oh, my Whoa. God. Man, that's the, Jungian, the, the, the part that was the creepiest to me was that she would see this figure standing yeah. at the uh, foot of her bed. Oof. Oh. Oh, in this big real. house. I'm picturing this, like, big uh, Victorian-style yeah. uh, yeah. mansion. Thank God she had the Rottweiler. 
I'm going to get a dog tomorrow. Oh, you draw, your your dog Drew would have uh, just start dry humping her leg while this guy was yeah. uh, feeling her up. Yes. Oh, please. Oh, that is bizarre. Okay, listen. I want to give credit where credit is due here. Charles Fleischer, uh, the comedian, philanthropist, um, a sage, a scientist, a teacher, student, lover, um, uh, maker of voices. <laughs> Asked her about the dream, and this is what we got into. And, and uh, caller, stop with the denial all the time. Man, do we have to get stuff. We have to ring people like 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 uh, sponge mops to get stuff out of them. I had a feeling. It all right. in her voice. I'm going to change my underwear, and we'll be back. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. All right, Blinds Galore Summer Scorcher Sale. It's here. You can get 33% plus an extra 15% off everything. You don't want to miss out. Go to Blinds Galore. That is BlindsGalore.com. Right now, before the sale ends, it ends Monday, August 10th. Summer started. It gets hot. It gets uncomfortable. Blinds Galore has the right window coverings to slash your home's heat by up to 50%. And you can save up to $150 on your energy bill. New blinds and shades are the easiest way to block the intrusive summer sun and give your home a whole new look and feel. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments. They've covered over 2 million windows and counting. They know exactly how to get the job done. Don't bother with the stress of going out to a store. Blinds Galore can do it all for you right from home. Go to the computer, set it up, just like so many of the things we advertise. You don't even need to get dressed. It's ridiculously easy. You can save a ton more than you would at the box stores. Whether you need more privacy or just to cool down, Blinds Galore has specifically what you're looking for. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. This is Loveline. True uh, always has to start a conversation, right? As the mic's heat up. Uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Charles Fleischer, comedian, um, voice matician, and uh, he has uh, many other skills, and we'll explore those in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. Oh, really? Yeah, bless Charles. Anyway, uh, name of the show, Loveline. Phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Charles Fleischer is our guest tonight. Charles, uh, besides uh, being the voice of Roger Rabbit, doing uh, many, many, many... Oh, jeez. Uh, you've been on all the shows. So uh, you were on Carson when Carson was on, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> When Carson was on, actually, yeah. I did I did the Molids on uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and uh, in the break we talked about the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, and I was conjuring in my mind, what would happen if I stabbed his hand with a pencil? 
but I didn't do it. But you know how you get thoughts in your head and you just process them out? Right. Well, that's right. what I was thinking. He was talking to me. I was just thinking, look at those liver spots. If I just stabbed his hand a couple of times, it would get, get me pressed, but I chose not. So Bobcat Very thought good. to himself, what if I lit the chair on fire while I was here? <laughs> yeah, but he actually did. Yeah. yeah, it's a form of um, physical Tourette's. Yeah, it's a Tourette's. Although Bob uh, did not take his lithium. Uh, Roger Rabbit, and uh, Roger Rabbit uh, 2, the prequel, which uh, has gotten the green light, and uh, that will be coming out. Any idea when that might, uh, when's it even going to production? I, I would say before right? the millennium. It's, okay. a, it's out of my control. Is that 200 years? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right, also, also uh, Charles has himself out a, uh, uh, what would he call this? Virtual a, reality. Yeah, virtual reality. It's a uh, science, uh, um, what the hell they call these? Uh, CD-ROM. Thank you. And uh, you plug it in. And is is it to teach younger people about science and math and that sort of thing? Anyone that wants to know. But it's designed specifically for children, animated characters and little songs and funny little shticks. And uh, he also has himself a web page, monkeydog.com. And this and is the world a... premiere tonight. I've come on oh, your show to announce the world premiere. Drew, did you see that uh, yes. web page in you there? yanked me off, in fact. How was it? Excellent. Yeah, what the Moly thing is incredible. All right, so and I just what? also want to mention uh, the guys that helped me build the page, Burning Cow. Mm-hmm. Really, these guys are uh, webmasters. Really? Yeah, they're happening. Uh, they uh, they've done any other notable web pages? This I couldn't tell you, but they have some in the past. But this I think will allow them to springboard into uh, being major players on the net. Yeah, you, Charles is like a launching pad for greatness. He really is. I'm going to quit the show tonight and move on to do <laughs> I thought uh, you might, uh, one of the voices. Catch right? yeah, could you give wagon. me a gig doing some voiceover work, for Christ's sake? Yeah, I think you have a natural ability. The way you just move in and out of your own voice, is, it's, it's freaky. Yeah, I'm very rangy. I do when me- I close my eyes, it's like I see you and then I see another you. I, I, here's, here's my range. I do me tired and I do me sleepy. It's good, though. There's a very subtle change. There's a lilting quality to your voice. Oh. You almost Nicholson-esque. <laughs> you want to give a uh, quick shout-out to your peeps, uh, Charles? I noticed Yeah, uh, i got to say hello to uh, Rachel and Jessica. Those daughters. are your daughters. And I also need to plug a really cool band called Phantom Planet, which uh, they're really cool. It's their boyfriends. Oh, really? Boy, you're letting your daughters uh, date rock and rollers? No, no, no. They're just, they're friends. They're cool kids. Okay. They're, uh, they're really talented. They have, they're going to have an album coming out on Geffen. I'll tell you who they should uh, date, the uh, the uh, Wombats. Or who do we have Aquabats. in last The Aquabats. Oh, These are a good, good bunch of, it's a good Mormon rock band. <laughs> good Mormon ska Trent band. Trent Reznor. I like Trent Reznor a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a, that's a good message Trent for the kids. kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Trent, he's a, he's a positive. for one and the and Trent for the other. Alana. Hi. Hey, you're 19. Yep. I just want to say, Adam, I think you're just adorable and i think you're funny thank you and uh, i had a question for dr drew actually mm-hmm. i was with this guy for like two months and um, we have had sex like four times like in the beginning like in like the first month or two and he, he had always done speed except for this one night where he did speed where whatever i tried doing did not help him keep an erection i just wanted to know why well, the speed is certainly working against him, but uh-huh. but he didn't do speed that night. I understand, no, but many men right. will experience okay. this anyway, uh, right. and, and uh, this is a very common thing, particularly early on in a relationship. If a guy is anxious, mm-hmm. and certainly speed is not known for mellowing people out. <laughs> um, it doesn't it, help with anxiety? Uh, no. 
So let's say uh, you think the cops are surrounding your house. Should you not take speed? Or if you take speed, uh, yeah, you may begin thinking uh, that your family is uh, planting bombs at your house and things will not work properly. Dr. Drakashian, one more question real quick. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know about, see, my best friend, he's HIV positive, mm. and I was wondering, because I'm thinking about sleeping with him, what are, like, the consequences? I mean... What do you think? Well, I know... <laughs> what are the consequences? Well, I they're obvious, but I mean... Let, let's like, just say he, he, uh, let's just say he had some other form of um, uh, transmittable disease. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm talking, okay. Let's say he had whooping cough. <laughs> uh, what would the consequences be potentially of sleeping with a guy with whooping cough, Drew? I'm guessing he would have whooping cough. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, okay, if he were to use condoms and stuff, I mean, would it, okay, there would still be a risk there, but I mean, should I not do it because he is HIV positive? Well, what about the guy you're currently seeing? Oh, that relationship has been over for a while. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. Why are you... Was why? the penis a deal breaker? Yes. That was it for you. There's that was it. About this, this woman. There's some gambling here. Path. Yeah. Speed addicts. Well, it's a, it's uh, HIV yeah. positive. Have well, you? Are you, you know what? This I girl will marry a guy in prison. Yeah. yeah. She'll end up marrying it, it, a guy in prison. Are you attracted to the guys in prison and stuff? Hell no. This is like severe codependency. It's it's a need to go no. in and fix people and. Uh, Actually, I mean, he couldn't really help. My friend couldn't help the fact that he got HIV. He was raped when he was younger, so. Listen, I mean, he got it that way through the guy who. I understand, but your your need, you, what you sort of clue into with people is that level of pain mm-hmm. that they're experiencing that makes them need somebody, or the fact that you perceive they need somebody to fix them and support them, so you feel good about yourself. Now, I'm certainly not going to tell you, don't you don't have a relationship with this guy because he has HIV. These are your decisions, but they're your decisions. You need to decide, and you need to deal with it on reality's terms. Yes, you can get HIV from sleeping with this guy. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. But if this is somebody you love, and it's important for you to be close with them, okay, that's no, fine. I, mean, I, I can be close but, with him But there is a real pattern here of you involving yourself in an intimate way with guys who are um, in troubled in some way. Either they need help or support, or they're addicts. Damage. Well, you're you're you're, good, you're yeah. starting a uh, a relationship that you may have difficulty finishing. Yeah. That's what, uh, and that's what a lot of people do. But I mean, this is co- look. Just take your speed addict uh, relationship, and that's codependency. That's what that's okay. what defines it. What happened to him that he got he got raped? Um, it was just like a of not like a freak accident or nothing, but okay, his his mom's like best friend or whatever. They got drunk one night and. It happened. How old was he? Uh, Alana, yeah, Alana, please. On, on rea- let's do in reality here. Okay? Yeah. It's just, uh, it just happened. It, just well, say a couple drinks, it just happened. Do we toilet no, paper the neighborhood it. or commit bestiality with the kid? Let's see. <clears throat> Flip a coin. Come on. Lana, you're so detached. I mean, she many Well, not only. Wait, well, it is it is denial night here on Loveline. Yes, Boy, we have a strong theme going. It's really turned into uh, Jenny Jones with the theme here. Alana, you told us five seconds ago it wasn't his fault he was raped uh, when he was younger. Yeah. Well, this turns into him getting drunk and having um, gay relations with one of his mom's friends. No, but I mean, when, when you say no, it means no. I don't care whether or not you're drunk or not. Well, what but, All right, What happened? How old was he? At the time, he was 13. Okay, well, then he was raped. Then we're back He was sexually abused. Right. And he was in a situation where predators were coming into his house. So he already was in a family where something was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, his mom brought home a guy who got her 13-year-old son loaded and had Mm -hmm. sex with him. Oh, mamas. 
Uh, I, I, I give this warning out all the time. Uh, a lot of screwed up women having kids, getting divorced, and then bringing a stepdad or friend or somebody in to the house, and it is like bringing the wolves in to guard the chicken, chicken coop. It is uh, all the stories we hear. And, and, I, and I, by the way, on, on cases like this, I blame Mama. Oh yeah, because there is a HIV infected uh, alcoholic pedophile on every corner, <laughs> uh, every other corner well, what's in, in this lot? country. What, what happened to you? What happened to me? Where? Yeah. Well. Yeah. You tell us. What happened to you? Um, basic you know. dysfunctional family, I guess. Dad drunk a lot. Um, my mom was stupid. Mm -hmm. She stayed with him. Didn't right. want to listen to. How badly I, did your dad abuse you in some way? No. No. I mean, he didn't know. I really wasn't around him that often anyway, because I was, like, shipped back and forth to my grandmother, so. Right. Um, he wasn't abusive to me, but he was abusive to my, towards my mother. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you saw how guys can be. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that's that's one of the, the causes of codependency, is being raised in an alcoholic family. This is a theme tonight, by the way. When, when and this is uh, my hypothesis, but uh, since I host the show, I'm, it must be right. <laughs> Um, when women grow up in a family where they have a horribly abusive dad, all the relationships, they either they are become lesbian or they get into unrealistic relationships with men where they can never really finish. I mean, going out with the, the speed addict, going out with the guy who's HIV positive, going out with the abuser, going out with guys who are in the military and nowhere near, uh, falling in love with uh, guys who are incarcerated for the next 15 years. It's always about a relationship that doesn't have, that, that can't really end up in marriage, kids, mm -hmm. in a house. Complete detachment. Right. For the reality of attachment. Boy, we have uh, just a ton of that going. I wonder, what, I wonder how that, you, you know, uh, I don't want to get too heavy, but as long as we have Charles Fleischer, uh, comedian, scientist in here tonight we can um, I don't know how the universe works or how the great magnet works that you get calls or that you have nights that turn into themes here it doesn't happen that often on this show we usually just you know we leave the lines open and whatever calls come uh, come and we handle them in that order but tonight and it's happened on other occasions there just seems to be a very strong through line running through the show which is a lot of women between the ages of 18 and 25 who are having difficulty uh steeped in denial steeped in denial uh combative difficult and having uh, a lot of difficulty having intimate relations as adults i blame charles by the way Dee, Dee you're 33 yeah hi hey you want to talk to charles all right, well, I just wanted to say hi to Charles. Uh, Charles, this is Dee Dee Stevens from NEC. Oh, hi, Dee Dee. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. NEC, that's a computer company. I, uh -huh. I Sure. I neck. Yep. I'm a uh, necrophiliac. I love those things. <laughs> Do you? All right, that's like Dee Dee, you're point. not dysfunctional, are you? Uh, <laughs> terribly. <laughs> what, how do you know Charles, Dee Dee? Uh, Charles hosted a... We did an 18-city road show throughout the United States, and Charles hosted the um, West Coast cities for the roadshow. He played a, kind of like a David Letterman-type character. Is it one of those road shows where the guys hang an anvil from their testicles? <laughs> uh, no. No? Oh, well, that's why I didn't catch it. That was later, Charles. in the hotel room. That was in the lobby. No, I just wanted to say hello. I, I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I turn on my radio, and I heard you, and I had to say hi. 
Well, thank you for calling. And could you send me an extra battery for the laptop and a carrying case? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do, Charles. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, Dee Dee. Take care. Bye. Well, it's just a break to have someone call in that isn't dysfunctional, yes. just to show that there's, wow, there are women out there that are capable of uh, normal relationships. Um, another five minutes, we would have found out that... Uh, she had been sexually abused by an uncle, and I'm sure by Drew could freak in her basement. Drew could get uh, sexual abuse out of a newborn right <laughs> at the hospital. Could actually get the newborn to admit uh, they were sexually abused in the womb. Nisha, hello. You're 15. Hi. Hey. How are you guys tonight? Good. Um. Okay. Here's the deal. Um. Me and my boyfriend have been having sex, mm -mm. and the problem is that he doesn't like using condoms. And he wanted me to get on the pill. Hello? Yep. Mm. But um, I don't... So my friend told me that it's bad for me. Nope. It's not, right? Mm, it's not bad for you. And also, do I need to get parental consent? Nope. And also, if I got an abortion, because if, if I get knocked up, then my boyfriend is in big, big trouble. If you have unprotected intercourse, get yourself to a Planned Parenthood or a family planning center or an emergency room or any doctor and get the morning after pill. Okay. You, there is overall or low overall can be taken within 48 to 72 hours of an unprotected intercourse and okay. substantially reduce the risk of pregnancy. And Why I, is this not on the nightstand of well, every teen in America? You know what? We, I, we first reasoned that perhaps it was, I, I, I thought it sort of induced an abortion. It prevented the embryo from implanting. And that was sort of a prevailing the egg from implanting? Or the, uh, it's now an embryo. Oh, it is. Yeah. And uh, it turns out it, that's not its primary effect. They've studied this very carefully recently because there was some discussion about should this thing be this you Well, know, thanks to the uh, innovation of the vagina cam, there's information well, now it, that it, didn't exist. It turns uh, out that uh, it's, it interrupts ovulation. And that's really its primary effect. So there is never conception is anyway. Is this the RU486? Nope. You're talking about this nope. something different. Nope, something different. Just plain old birth control pill, overall, overall, you take them double or quadruple doses for a few days, and that's it. All right, let me explain what this is. The RU486, I, I hear, induces an abortion. That's an abortifacent, yeah. Um, some, uh, I guess, and can be used some weeks or even months into oh, a yeah. pregnancy. Oh, sure. Right. This is something you take uh, just a day or two or three at the most after, let's say you're having responsible sex uh, one, breaks. one evening. Mm -hmm. Hello? <laughs> just quiet down over there. And the condom breaks. <clears throat> now, you, you may have gotten pregnant from this. So you, <laughs> you run over, you get these pills, and you take it. And that way, maybe you were impregnated, maybe you weren't, but this wipes out. This does not leave it up to, to God and chance. Okay. But make sure that your boyfriend is not with anyone else having unprotected sex. Oh, no, no, not and, that, and you can get the pill for the for use in the manner which is designed to be used, which is daily. And also, if I needed to get an abortion, do I have to have my parents come with me? Nope. Are you pregnant depends now? Depends on the state, but well, no. No, no, I'm not. Hmm? It depends I'm on the... Not. All right, well, don't, you know, why don't you ask us questions about the caskets? And, you know, yeah. I mean, just be responsible and you won't get pregnant. What about the diaphragm, doctor, if she's worried about chemicals in her body? Is that not a... Diaphragm it? with a condom is really the f most of, as effective as the pill. With but diaphragm... And a coat? Yeah. Diaphragm by itself is pretty... It's like 85, 80. Yeah, because my boyfriend, he he really doesn't like it. And, I mean, it's I don't... isn't it? The me? pill, it turns out, actually has health advantages for people your age. If okay. you're not smoking, if you don't have migraine headaches, if you have no reason not to be on it, there are some substantial health advantages, not the least of which is avoiding pregnancy, which it has its own dangers. People understand that 
women, 20% of women died in childbirth uh, until the turn of the century. At least 20%. It also increases breast size, doesn't it, Doctor? Uh, according to Adam. Charles is right, you know. Okay. And that is definitely one of the advantages, is yeah. that what you're saying? And, uh, uh, mm, and, uh... <clears throat> I like them big, Doctor. Mm. Uh, ex mm. Explain why you like the large breasts. I think they're nice to play with. Mm. They look pretty, too. Baby like them, women like them. Mm. All people like them. Look at me sniffing. Anyway, the pe women, the, it, it, it decreases risk of pelvic inflammatory disease. People that get PID, the hospitalizations are shorter, the, and the, the risks of pregnancy are substantially greater than the potential risk of the pill itself. Wendy. Yes. You're 27. Uh-huh. Um, my problem is, uh, this is for Dr. Drew, mm -hmm. um, when me and my husband... Please, uh, let's, uh, let's stop... Um, um, specifying. Specifying. Yeah. The, it only makes me want to jump in more. Okay. You're all capable of helping. <laughs> um, um, when me and my husband have sex and I have um, multiple orgasms, I get sick like I want to throw up. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know why. Only on the multi-orgasm? <laughs> um, all the time. All that one orgasm will make you want to vomit? Right. I think I have. Do you have a water bed? No. Mm. That's a nice call. Is Does your uh, husband have a lot of hair on his back? <laughs> Is there any pain during intercourse? No. It's during intercourse, yeah. Any pain? No. Do you actually vomit? Um, I get to the point where I do. Because mm -hmm. I'll keep one of those airplane bags right by the uh, headboard there. <laughs> Do you move a lot? Does your head move around quite a bit? My you, head, no. Your body at all? My body does, yeah. Mm, could that be it, Doc? Moving like motion sickness? If he's really rocking the boat? It's mo it's like um, when I'm mostly when we do it um, when I'm laying on my back and he's, you know, pressing against my stomach. And does that hurt? He, when he's on top of you, like? Right. And it's the, you feel it's the pressure. Do you, you have a lot of heartburn, that sort of thing? No. Is this do after have, meals? Do you have any medical problems? No. Are you on any medications? No. Hmm. After meals or before meals or? Anytime we have sex. Really? But you, in a certain position. That was my and it's mostly, you know, the missionary position, and sometimes it's, you know, the doggy position. Well, doggies is um, is a better position to vomit from. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I can I can tell you that <laughs> now, you'll, you'll, you'll end up like uh, Mama Cass if uh, you vomit in the missionary position. It's a very strange thing. I mean, there's a, all this autonomic. Do you have headaches with it? No, I don't. Do you ever think about women when you're having sex? No. Would you find it offensive if he was doing you in the dog position and walked you over to the toilet? If you didn't have orgasm, would you vomit or get sick? Um, I have them all the time. What about when you masturbate? Do you get nauseous then? Yeah. You do. What do you mean you have them all the time? Uh, hold on. Arlene okay. Francis is going to turn over all the cards. <laughs> I think she's a Dramamine freak withdrawing. <laughs> what, what do you mean you have them all the time? Okay, like, um, some, it's, sometimes it's like it's up when we do it all the time, you know, I get sick no matter what. Uh, like, I know he's, he's doing it inside of me and I get sick too. Uh, ooh. All right, wait a minute. I uh, Hold on a second, Wendy. I... I smell potential gambling, but at least uh, there's more here. Mm. I'm guessing she went up to the attic and was attacked <laughs> by the uh, uh, Billy Joe Bob Thornton. By the Ipecac, Ipecac <laughs> bandit. That's right. There's definitely something. That's, there, uh, there's something brewing. There's something going on here, and we will get to the bottom of it when we come back. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, 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 too high. When I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something.
This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Hi, this is John Tesh, and you are listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. It is Love Line. I is, and uh, so is Drew, and uh, Charles Fleischer is here tonight. Charles is a uh, very accomplished comedian who it seems like in uh, recent years has been branching out into uh, other endeavors. All uh, extensions of my comedic soul, but definitely into uh, multimedia computers and science. Which I have a. Did you excel for. in school? No, I, I decelerated. <laughs> really? I came to a, a grinding halt myself. I, uh, school was the, myst- the mystery to me. It, but I didn't do well in school because I was a bona fide moron. You probably didn't do well in school because you had this uh, advanced, uh, disturbed mind that <laughs> led you to all these bizarre voices and manifestations it just and things. seemed like a joke to me. It did? Yeah, it's like, and the whole idea for me was to try and, okay, how can I get through this without playing their game and playing my game? Right, so you're sort of uh, combative. Uh, that or lazy. Did you start in, when did you uh, realize that you had the gift of dialect? When I was a little kid, I used to uh, do shows for aliens when I was taking a shower. I suspected there were aliens that might be watching the Earth, so I would do shows for them hoping that they may watch me and then bring me gifts. Really? And I'm still waiting. All I ever did when I uh, suspected there were aliens in the showers, uh, put on a sombrero so they couldn't see me masturbate. We are coming soon to bring you lots of things, but Candace and Sanders keep doing the shtick. Charlie, boom, 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 Do not fear me. I have come to save you all. It is not your time, Sandra. Look at me. No. Drew, knock it off when I'm trying to do a show. Drew, Charles, that was an excellent voice. I think you Charles see the, the radio. I think Charles is Space Ghost. No. Who is Space Ghost, by the way? I have no idea. Uh, Rudyard Kipling? That's <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind. You, you get a lot of voiceover work, right? Not really. Really? I really don't do... I'm pretty selective. Oh, you don't You don't want to do a lot of voiceover work? If they make me offers, but I have gone in for things, and they, I never get voice things. Really? Well, I, you did Roger Rabbit. Have you, well, have you done any just, other uh, Disney stuff? I don't believe I have done... I've done a few little things. I did a um, uh, Spielberg uh, dinosaur thing. I was one of the dinosaurs in that. But I don't do too much of that. Oh, and that animated uh, uh, yeah. Fifel goes back, back to the future or something? Four time? That's one of those. Which one? Oh, true. My kids watch this stuff all the time. This is a guy who hasn't seen The Shining, by the way, but he's seen The Land Before Time 145 times. All four series. 
Red rum. I couldn't tell you. It was a green one. Uh, can you do a little a uh, dinosaur voice so Drew can get uh, some wood before uh, he goes home? It was kind of, uh, kind of Kermit-like, I believe. Okay. Right. Yeah, kind of yep. nerdy, nerdy Kermit. Yeah. A nerdy Kermit uh, arena. Well, should we wake the, the kids up and freak, freak oh, them yeah. out? I'll tell you, why don't we do this tonight? Why doesn't Charles go home with you and stand at the foot of the kids' beds uh, tonight and put on... Um, he can put on a little... Uh, Put on a little of the voice, a little of the dinosaur voice, and then it can come over to my place about 4 a.m. and do the. Uh, no, I want him in the basement. Billy We've Bob Thornton. agreed to that. I thought. You mean there's there's a possibility that won't happen? <laughs> no, it's going to happen, Charles. I'm hoping. Wendy. Yeah. No, no, Wendy. We were oh. talking to you about getting sick after sex, right. and we were trying. That's to right. Decide if there's something physical going on or something psychological. And uh, what the question that Charles asked, but I wasn't sure if I, we got a satisfactory answer, was: Do you get sick after you have an orgasm from masturbation? Yes. Do you, you have, do. do you have a sense that this is some sort of biological reaction just to the orgasm, or is no. there some kind of psychological thing that you're disturbed about all this? No, I'm not, I don't think it's psychological. You don't? Mm. No. Never had any bad experience with an orgasm or a man or anything like that? Um, when I was little, I was abused. Oh, boy. What a the theme goes on. What, uh, what form of abuse? Um, um, Sexual? Yeah. Okay, well, that would be why you have... I was five and eight and ten. Okay. This would be why you'd have an intense reaction to your sexual experience. This is, um, you, you know what our love... Here's what our Loveline listeners are like. Now, don't go anywhere, Wendy. I just want to talk about you behind your back. It is if a patient came in to see Dr. Drew and had a rusty sprinkler key uh, sticking out of their abdomen, but they stood in front of a, a, um, a curtain. They stood in front of a, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the thing used in the uh, doctor's office, the uh, divider there. Yeah. What is that called? All right, now I'm going insane. Drew, you absolutely do. You only contribute your own inane uh, voice to this show. Yes. What the hell is that thing called? In divider. The, okay. Partition. Partition. Thank you. you. Oh, thank God Charles is here tonight. So, they stand on the other side of the partition, and you can't see them. And they say, I have excruciating abdominal pain, Guess what doctor. I have. No, they just say, I have excruciating do- abdominal pain. And you say, Are you on any medication? No. Meanwhile, the rusty sprinkler key is sticking out. It's right. now actually poked through the backside, and it right. just missed their spine, thankfully. Right. Are you lactose intolerant? Uh, no. Do you uh, a lot of hair coloring? No. Are you too no, tight? Vomiting, no. No. Uh, uh, I've been fine up until uh, this afternoon. Is mm. there a metal object that's impregnating your duodendum? Uh, what kind of object? Oh, rusty? Uh, it could be. Is no, it, it isn't. sharp on the end? Yeah. You have a sprinkler key in your stomach. Yes. No, no. Then they would go, yeah, but I, I, I'm fine with that. I'm, but that's, that's, not not, that's not it. I'm telling you. That's, that's not, not it. Because I've had that all my yes, life. And my brother has that. No, and I, I like that. There you go. It's fun. <laughs> and uh, boy, was my mom pissed when uh, we came out. All right. So... Uh, Wendy over here, who gets sick, is getting sick because she's having a reaction to all this, um, obviously, being sexually uh, molested as a uh, young and Wendy? Yeah. How, how difficult is this one to figure out? Well, it just, it just started happening. Me and my husband's been together for 12 years. All right, but you, we were hunting and pecking and scratching and sniffing. We're working at every inane angle we could. And it's so obvious. You didn't You didn't come forward with the sexual abuse stuff. I had to get that out of you. There would be one 
possible other reality. Uh, you're familiar with synthesia, where different senses are cross-wired. People hear a phone ring and they taste chocolate. You know about that? that? Mm. There's something called synthesia. Uh, sometimes composers have it. They hear an F-sharp and they see yellow. Hmm. So perhaps there's some cross-wiring so that when this pleasure manifests, it, it creates a nausea. But that's very very a very small possibility. Well, I mean... We are conditioned creatures, and we condition uh, reactions to certain stimuli, and this may be something... Uh, who, who molested you, Wendy? Um, my grandfather, my uncle, and a neighbor. Okay. You guys have kids? That's the hat trick of molestation. Do I have kids? Yeah. Two. Uh, How old is your youngest kid? I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. Okay. Have uh, anything happened to them recently that might have sort of triggered memories of all this? No. Anything about their age, or when did this all start happening to you at age of 10 or something? Or? Um, as this started happening, you know, about three months ago. I just moved, too. Mm. Okay, so grandfather, neighbor, and uncle? Right. All right. Mm. And did you move back to the neighborhood where you were born? or in the, the? No, I just moved from one state to another state. Okay. Maybe it's just all the anxiety about that. All right, Wendy, this is a, this is a no-brainer. It took, a, it took us a... Boy, I, I feel like uh, we're um, part of the uh, FAA investigation squad, just uh, you know, thumbing, uh, just uh, rummaging through the wreckage, looking for any clues. All right, Wendy, this is a horrible situation. Obviously, it's related to this, and until you get help with uh, this trage- tragedy of the past, uh, this is going to keep keep happening. Oh boy! All right, uh, new um, um, addendum to the. Uh, to the uh, minutes of, uh, of last week's Loveline shows. If anybody has been sexually molested who calls this show and has a, has a question of, of a sexual nature, they must come forward with this immediately. Man, that took a while. I mean, this woman was sexually abused. I mean, picture that. It's sexually abused by grandfather, uncle, and neighbor. That's... Uh, I'm, are people magnets for abuse? I mean, how does that no, work? No, uh, well, they're... they're there's some children that the abusers perceive as better targets, and they'll abuse that one. And once they've been victimized, then they make great victims. Mm-hmm. And victimizers know it somehow. They have some radar that picks it up, and I, I cannot figure out what it is they say. Alex? Yeah? You're on with uh, Charles Fleischer, comedian, scientist, philanthropist. Okay, Charles? Lover of men and yes. women. Yes. My friend, Jake, and my just met you at CISA this summer. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jake Stern men and Maisha. <laughs> oh, it's just a, that's um, a CalArts camp. Yeah. Um, where I actually taught a comedy class. Yeah, they thought you were really, really sweet, and they wanted me to tell you hello. Oh, well, tell them hi and tell them to continue with their endeavors. Can you imagine Adam teaching a class of any type? <laughs> I think I could teach a comedy class. I'd, I'd love to see the itinerary. Uh, wood burning at noon, uh, potato sack race at 3, and... Uh, Bizarre Voices and Scientific Insights with comedian Charles Fleischer, 5 o'clock. Well, tell them hi, and you don't have any serious uh, mental no, or physical problems. I have nothing problems. to ask, except for I have a question for Dr. Drew real quick. Yeah? Okay, um, it's kind of a third-person question, and I know you don't really take them. All right, real quick. Okay, my friend, he got his tongue pierced in June. Uh-huh. And it's been okay for the past two months, and then it started to form muscle around the piercing. Oh, my God. And then... Just in the past couple of weeks, the sides of his tongue and his throat have started to hurt and be really painful. Oh, boy. I know it's infected, but is there anything he can do to get anything not from the piercing place? Because that place won't look at him. Oh, that's a good policy. 
Yeah. He has to go to the doctor. Antibiotics. Yeah, he needs antibiotics. My concern is that this may be, if it's, you know, <laughs> oh, there's a million possibilities here. I mean, there may be infection all through his jaw, could even get into the bone. Or this could be uh, potentially something called proud flesh, which is where wounds sort of become chronically inflamed and they develop this abnormal soft tissue growth and they keep growing. Is that like a keloid? Kind of like a keloid, but it's bigger than that, and it's very bizarre looking, and it's a very, it's very raw tissue. So Seftin, 500 milligrams, two times a day? That was my Keflex. Indian name, by the way, Keflex. Proud Flesh. Keflex. Yeah. That's good. That's anaerobic as well? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I'll tell you, this uh, Charles Fleischer. Um, I tell you, I, uh, I I take back everything I ever said about you, Charles. <laughs> Please you're, don't, because I love animosity and angst. It's, it's my motor. You're uh, not only a gentleman and a scholar, oh, but uh, it, it, Drew, I I think he could give you a run for your money. Uh, sure. I, I really Let's do. Clear. He's he's uh, clearly a hypochondriac. <laughs> Always complaining. Anyone who knows anything about medicine is not a doctor; is a hypochondriac. Uh, or just interested. Okay. Oh, I was. I almost chose that profession. So. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, you uh, had uh, the only thing that stood in the way was him passing the ninth grade. Other than that, he was uh, well on his way to his doctoral degree. Do you, did you then go back and and uh, pursue your education later on in life? I attended college for two years. Then I went to acting school in Chicago. And then after I came out here, I sat in on the genetics classes at UCLA just because I was tired of just comedians going, Hey, is this funny? You know, like shoes. They call them shoes, but they stay. I, I never met uh, Dennis Wolfsburg, but he, it sort of reminds me. Uh, he seemed like a guy. He was on the show, right, yeah, before he passed away. Yeah. Seemed like a guy who was uh, pretty intelligent. Oh, yeah. He was very intelligent, and he had a propensity to do to, uh, I like Dennis. He was a very, very sweet man. And a very funny uh, stand-up, by the way. And a teacher. Oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right, so we, we digress here. The uh, name of the show is Loveline. We'll uh, be back with uh, more Charles Fleischer and uh, possibly the ghost of Dennis Wolfberg after this. Loveline will be right back. I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Hey, it's Mark Schler. Now, if you don't know who I am, I've been a broadcaster for ESPN for the last 15 years. Before that, my former life, I was a football player. 12 years, multiple Pro Bowls three world championship rings, and 29 different surgeries. And I want to invite you to listen to my brand new podcast where we focus on the NFL through my eyes. All opinions are mine, and all of my opinions should be adopted by you immediately so you sound smart in front of your buddies. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. You can get it at iTunes, or you can go to my homepage at podcastone.com. Hey, this is Iggy Pop, and you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, you is. Dr. Drew is not currently here. Uh, Charles Fleischer is not really in the position to be involved with the show, considering he's uh, standing up and sipping out of his uh, bottled water. But, yes, he's back. I blinked my eyes, and he was sitting down with the cans on. Hold on one moment. Drew! Are we on the air? Yeah. Really? Yes. I love that. Yeah. That's Dr. A... Drew's not here, but I will, in his absence, try and fill in. 
Okay. Well, I have a question. Okay. Let's just suppose I was uh, perusing the net. Yes, sir. The and uh, the internet, and uh, I wanted to go on to a uh, a website that wasn't mm, the standard fare that had art, uh, music, uh, math equations. Um, uh, and, and the like. Uh, is, is, is there any suggestions? I would say monkeydog.com. It also has an oracle which will predict your future, but I've just heard from uh, the guys at Burning Cow that we've gotten over 25,000 hits tonight, so if you're at home, please wait. Don't get on to monkeydog.com now. Please don't log on to monkeydog.com now. Please don't. What shouldn't they log on to? monkeydog.com. Don't do it now. Please right. wait. Yeah, because there are others who are... The servers are going nuts. There are others who are more deserving than you that would like to get on it and enjoy it before you. I would say yes. Okay. It's a downloading frenzy. Nobody knows child psychology like Charles Fleischer. Co the good doctor. Corey. Yes. You're 30. What's going on? Um, nothing. I just had a couple of questions. Um, number one, how come you don't have any uh, porn stars on as guests? Charles has done porn. How do you know what I have and haven't yeah. done, young man? You don't know his uh, credentials. <laughs> Well, I, I kind of consider myself a porn uh, connoisseur, and I've yet to see him in any. Okay, give me some actresses you like. Uh, actresses? Yeah, names. Well, from the old school, I like Nina Hartley. Sure. She's still uh, around. Yeah, she's yeah, but she's kind of wore out. Isn't now. she in Boogie Nights? Nina? Yeah, she is in Boogie Nights. Is she really? I haven't seen it yet. Hold on. Nina hit on producer Ann. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Best when piece of ass you've had, mine. huh? She followed me around, and she said she wanted some of that. Really? And she looked at me. You weren't uh, holding a, a corn dog or something? <laughs> a piece of cookie. Oh, boy. And well, also, I don't see how any... I was. Uh, I know that you're a, a porn connoisseur yourself, and I was wondering who your favorite star is and um, mm -hmm. some suggestions for some movies. Because in, in, in Salt Lake, it's kind of hard to come across porn without traveling to uh, Wyoming or Nevada. Right. So it's like when I make the trip, mm -hmm. I try to collect as much as I possibly can. Could you man, see, out here, I guess that's like um, uh, buying fireworks. Yeah, well, I lived know. in <laughs> Someone yeah. going to TJ to uh, go on a run. Yeah, uh, what I can I put you down for, Charles? A couple bottle rockets, uh, uh, some flowers, and maybe? pickup line, the series is very nice. It depends what you go for, you know, whether you want well, the I, I, I like a lot of, uh, like, double penetration, anal oh, sex, geez. I really dig. I like a uh, more mm -hmm. butts. Please, well, please. well, there's the Ass Master series I could recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'm I'm an old, you know, the um I like uh, the Christy Canyons. Yeah. And she's good. She's she's good too. Yeah. She has um, pendulous memories. The uh, new ones I like, I like Minka. Minka? Yeah, the big Asian woman. Uh, I'm not too much into Asians, though. Well, that's your problem. Well, I'm Asian, though. That's why. Oh, you are? Yeah. Nothing worse than a bigot porno freak. You know, the last time I was at the porn store, I was trying to get to the uh, Asian, uh, you know, the Asian delight section, and there was an Asian guy standing in there, and I felt bad, <laughs> like I was exploiting him or something. And so I waited for him to clear out of there and uh, then moved in for the kill. Also, I want to know what mahalo means. Mahalo means... Thank you in Hawaiian. In Hawaiian? Yes. It's, okay, because I thought it might be Jewish or Yiddish or Hebrew or Yiddish or something. That's mahalo. That's mahalo. And that's hey, what I happens when there's nothing in the bank. It's mahalo. <laughs> and there's also hala, which is a nice thing. Right. And then there's a Valhalla. Valhalla okay, well. and Chewbacca. <laughs> All right, Corey. Thanks for your time. All righty. Oh, boy. Asian guy is really into porn. You know his parents are pissed. Corey, boy. I wonder what he'll be doing later. Well, how many Asian guys named Corey are there, <laughs> by the way? 
Korean, he must have Korean, Koreamondoku, Korean MSG, Coriander. Jean. Yeah. You're 26. Yeah. What's going on? I just wanted to comment on what Emma said about like her boyfriend totally like wrestling her and everything, even though he's already known what she's been through. Mm-hmm. Totally, like more than ugh, like nastily happened to me. This guy had completely known that I was raped earlier. And I was dating him for like six months. And we, we didn't sleep together or anything. And as soon as I got too drunk, he totally took advantage of me. It was like a date rape situation. Right. It's like guys are like pigs. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are, you, are you turning to women now? No. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, are you going to be able to find a guy who's not a pig? I don't know. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I expect them to be jerks. All right, but if if, if guys if guys are pigs, then uh, women are pig farmers. No. <laughs> well, listen. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, I, we were talking about when Drew Drew and I did this lecture uh, last week, and some girls stood up and said, uh, "Are there any guys out there who are decent, who uh, don't just want sex, there who, who will call you back after the first date, blah, so on and so on and so forth?" And I said, uh, "Yes, but you girls aren't interested in them because they're too nice." Okay. <laughs> see, nutty. You see what it is? Of course. <laughs> there are many men who. She's who, not diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is evil laugh. Uh, are you, you're like a mad scientist. No, I don't mean it like that. I mean, oh. What happened? Why, what happened with the rape? All right. Well, I was living in New York City. I was there for like six months, and my friend wanted to hook up with this guy. Well, so don't they like, rape you right at the airport when you enter New York? No, in my oh, own apartment. Thought, all right, that was an old policy. So this was a, da a date rape. No, this was the first one. Yeah. What happened? Um, the guy came home to, like, hook up with my friends, so I gave them, like, the bedroom, and I, like, fell asleep on the couch, mm -hmm. and I drank too much, so, like, I passed out. Well, apparently she didn't give him anything, so I woke up in the midst of him completely raping me. Uh, and there was another time after that? Yeah, Same thing. And I had told a guy that I was dating that had happened to me, and, um, we went out one night, we had a great time, blah, 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 we were just totally... Hanging out, having fun. Drinking again? Yeah. You got drunk and passed out okay, and you raped so No, you, but I wasn't passed out. But I you, have alcoholism. you have alcoholism in your family, right? Alcohol. Right? My grandfather. Okay. Not like my immediate family. That is your immediate family. Okay. <laughs> oh. That would be your mother's father. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and so that so that gene you seem to have picked up upon. And so this is all around alcohol. And I would suspect... That given that you were raised in a family where alcoholism was present, somebody may have done something to you earlier. Well, but they know. Like my dad was like the best guy in the not world. Not saying it's your dad. I wonder if somebody else, uncle or grandpa or somebody, no, while they were like drinking. Every like I have no problem with anybody in my family. Everybody was like we were like the Brady bunch. Mm. Honestly, three. Yeah. three boys, three girls. We were fabulous. Uh, sprinkler totally keys serious. in your abdominal area. Right, but then what? Why are we all picking up on that? We're all getting a vibe here, Gene. You're all getting a vibe, but I'm telling you, I do not recall or even imagine any possible thing of that sort. That's what I'm trying to mm, say. Okay. When? How old were you when you first started having sex? I wasn't. I was almost 18. Okay. All right. Were you yeah. drunk at the time? I'm sorry. No, I wasn't. Okay. Uh, Gene. 
Yeah. Well, you've you've learned your lesson. Uh, you, you had something bad happen to you. Uh, I don't want right. to you know I don't want to pin the whole thing on you, but see if you can stay away from a, a guy who's going to do this to and, you. And that, that's a, that's why. Right, I know. And don't uh, listen. The guy's a pig, but there 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 are many of them out there. Everybody blames it on something that's in the family. And there was well, it could be, it, it well, could the, be your the, alcohol. The, look, there is a through line here. There was some alcoholism in your family, and each incident involved alcohol. So that is a bit of a through line, Gene. You must admit that. That, and you admitted that you're not interested in guys that aren't dangerous. No, I did not. You said the nice right, guys right. were boring. My friend that was really preppy and had a 9-to-5 job was really boring. Okay, you're right. Right. Uh, the non-rapist? <laughs> Well, yeah. I didn't mean to date a. I didn't know right. that he was okay. in jail until listen, after listen, I dated him. Uh, listen, we don't. I don't want to put the uh, defendant in the in the uh, on uh, trial. On, on trial here. Right. We apologize, Gene. But here's all we're saying. Um, whatever happens to you in your life, this is uh, this is really one of the few messages my uh, father, God rest his soul, taught me. He, uh, he's still alive, we just don't talk that much. So. Uh, he said to me, Good time. go ahead and take responsibility for whatever it is that goes on in your life. And I would, uh, I would you know, go uh, halfway across the city to some store at uh, noon on a Tuesday, and it would be closed. And I'd come back bitching and cursing because uh, there was like, some sort of tragedy, and they closed the store. And my dad would say, it's your fault for not calling and seeing if they were open first. And I'd say, but Dad... How the hell am I supposed to know to call? And he'd say, listen, if you had called, that would have been it. And, I, you know, I go ahead and take responsibility. Saying, but I wanted Emma to know that's totally not her fault. Like, no, we didn't. Oh, yes. No, no, listen. She feels like it is. No, no, no. We, we, I think and we that's got, my concern. No, no, Jane, I think we got away from that. We found out what had happened Well, like, her, she, so. she had uh, Jason yeah, in, in her basement, for Christ's sake. I mean, <laughs> you, you understand, Gene? Uh, <laughs> All right, Gene, listen. Moratorium on um, on men for six months. And for, oh, and I haven't even too. in a long time. All right. And for our show, moratorium on denial. Oh boy. I don't know if denial tonight to last me. Wow. An eternity. A lot of angry women uh, phoning in uh, this evening. I may not masturbate when I get home. I do. I think I'll do it in the car. Do you uh, use hmm? a lubricant when no. you fulfill yourself? No. You go dry. Uh, occasionally I'll get a little sweat out of the pit. Break, but, uh, yeah. okay. All right, now that I've grossed Dan out sufficiently, we'll go to break. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Paul Williams. And I'm Tracy Jackson. And the Gratitude and Trust Podcast is grateful for... Louis Black, good afternoon. I did find out yesterday that actually the easiest time to clean is not when you're drinking, but when you're hungover. <laughs> From the acknowledgement page, Judd Apatow. Judd, welcome. It's great to be here. Emilio Estevan and Gloria Estevan. I am honored and a huge fan as well, by the way. It's as if you put a frown on the thinker. That's Richard Lewis. And I say bang in Yiddish, that means loving and buying a present and taking them after you have an orgasm to the San Ysidro Ranch. <laughs> Yiddish expression. <laughs> bang it. Download new episodes of Gratitude and Trust every Tuesday at iTunes and PodcastOne.com. Please come and visit.
Alright, give me a little french fried potatoes, Joe. Alright, then. I like them potatoes. Mm. I like mustard, too. Good Lord said two men all night sleep together. Mm. Of course, he never saw Johnny Depp. <laughs> Boy, sure, it's party. Mm. Charles Fleischer, uh, thank you very much for coming in. MonkeyDog.com is the name of his webpage. Again, do not check that out, kids. The Universe According to Virgil Reality is the uh, CD-ROM, which uh, is uh, Charles's um, um, uh, creation, and it has uh, interesting math equations and whatnot on it. Very interesting, very colorful, so uh, check that out. As well, Charles, thank you very much. It was truly a pleasure to aid you gentlemen in helping the dysfunctional members of our society. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Drew? Yes, sir. It's enough out of you. Thank you. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.